Section 13 of A Traveller's Narrative, written to illustrate the episode of the Bob. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. A Traveller's Narrative, written to illustrate the episode of the Bob by abdul baha abbas translated by edward granville brown section thirteen let us proceed with our original topic for eleven years and somewhat over baha'u'llah abode in iraq arab the behaviour and conduct of the sect were such that his fame and renown increased for he was manifest and apparent amongst men consorted and associated with all parties and would converse familiarly with doctors and scholars concerning the solution of difficult theological questions and the verification of the true sense of abstruse points of divinity as is currently reported by persons of every class he used to please all whether inhabitants or visitors by his kindly intercourse and courteous address and this sort of demeanour and conduct on his part led them to suspect sorcery and account him an adept in the occult sciences during this period mirza yahya remained concealed and hidden continuing and abiding in his former conduct and behaviour until when the edict for the removal of baha'u'llah from baghdad was issued by his majesty the ottoman monarch mirza yahya would neither quit nor accompany him at one time he meditated setting out for india at another settling in turkestan but being unable to decide on either of these two plans he finally at his own wish set out before all in the garb of a dervish in disguise and change of raiment for karkuk and arbil thence by continuous advance he reached mosul where on the arrival of the main body he took up his abode and station alongside their caravan and although throughout this journey the governors and officials observed the utmost consideration and respectfulness while march and halt were alike dignified and honourable nevertheless was he always concealed in change of raiment and acted cautiously on the idea that some act of aggression was likely to occur in this fashion did they reach constantinople where they were appointed quarters in a guest-house on the part of the glorious ottoman monarchy and at first the utmost attention was paid to them in every way on the third day because of the straightness of their quarters and the greatness of their numbers they migrated and moved to another house certain of the nobles came to see and converse with them and these as is related behaved with moderation notwithstanding that many in these assemblies and gatherings continued to condemn and vilify them saying quote, 
this sect are a mischief to all the world and destructive of treaties and covenants they are a source of trouble and baleful to all lands they have kindled a fire and consumed the earth and though they be outwardly fair-seeming yet are they deserving of every chastisement and punishment yet still the bobbies continued to conduct themselves with patience calmness deliberation and constancy so that they did not even in self-defence importune the occupants of high places or frequent the houses of any of the magnates of that kingdom whomsoever amongst the great he baha interviewed on his own account they met and no word save of sciences and arts passed between them until certain noblemen sought to guide him and loosed their tongues in friendly counsel saying quote, to appeal to state your case and to demand justice is a measure demanded by custom End quote. he replied in answer quote, pursuing the path of obedience to the king's command we have come to this country beyond this we neither had nor have any aim or desire that we should appeal and cause trouble what is now hidden behind the veil of destiny will in the future become manifest there neither has been nor is any necessity for supplication and importunity if the enlightened-minded leaders of your nation be wise and diligent they will certainly make inquiry and acquaint themselves with the true state of the case if not then their attainment of the truth is impracticable and impossible under these circumstances what need is there for importuning statesmen and supplicating ministers of the court we are free from every anxiety and ready and prepared for the things predestined to us say all is from god is a sound and sufficient argument and if god toucheth thee with a hurt there is no dispeller thereof save him is a healing medicine End quote. after some nine months a royal edict was promulgated appointing adrianople in the district of rumelia as their place of abode and residence to that city the babis accompanied by turkish officers proceeded altogether and there they made their home and habitation according to statements heard from sundry travellers and from certain great and learned men of that city they behaved and conducted themselves there also in such wise that the inhabitants of the district and the government officials used to eulogize them and all used to show them respect and deference in short since baha'u'llah was wont to hold intercourse with the doctors scholars magnates and nobles thereby obtaining fame and celebrity throughout Romelia the materials of comfort were gathered together neither fear nor dread remained they reposed on the couch of ease and passed their time in quietude 
when one Sayyid Muhammad by name of Esfahan, one of the followers of the Bab, laid the foundations of intimacy and familiarity with Mirza Yahya, and thereby became the cause of vexation and trouble. In other words, he commenced a secret intrigue and fell to tempting Mirza Yahya, saying, quote, the fame of this sect hath risen high in the world and their name hath become noble neither dread nor danger remaineth nor is there any fear or need for caution before you cease then to follow that thou mayest be followed by the world and come out from amongst adherents that thou mayest become celebrated throughout the horizons mirza yahya too through lack of reflection and thought as to consequences and want of experience became enamoured of his words and befooled by his conduct this one was like the sucking child and that one became as the much prized beast at all events how much soever some of the chiefs of the sect wrote admonitions and pointed out to him the path of discretion saying quote, for many a year hast thou been nurtured in thy brother's arms and hast reposed on the pillow of ease and gladness what thoughts are these which are the results of madness be not beguiled by this empty name Note the name alluded to is of course that of azal the eternal bestowed on mirza yahya by the bab which out of regard for certain considerations and as a matter of expediency was bestowed upon thee neither seek to be censured by the community thy rank and worth depend on a word and thine exaltation and elevation were for a protection and a consideration End quote. yet still the more they admonished him the less did it affect him and how much soever they would direct him he continued to account opposition as identical with advantage afterwards too the fire of greed and avarice was kindled and although there was no sort of need their circumstances being easy in the extreme they fell to thinking of salary and stipend and certain of the women dependent on mirza yahya went to the governor's palace and craved assistance and charity so when baha'u'llah beheld such conduct and behaviour on his part he dismissed and drove away both him and sayyid muhammad from himself then sayyid muhammad set out for constantinople to get his stipend and opened the door of suffering according to the account given this matter caused the greatest sorrow and brought about cessation of intercourse in constantinople moreover he presumptuously set afloat certain reports asserting amongst other things that the notable personage who had come from iraq was mirza yahya sundry individuals 
perceiving that herein was excellent material for mischief-making and a means for the promotion of mutiny ostensibly supported and applauded him and stimulated and incited him saying quote, you are really the chief support and acknowledged successor act with authority in order that grace and blessing may become apparent the waveless sea hath no sound and the cloud without thunder raineth no rain End quote. by such speech then was that unfortunate man entrapped into his course of action and led to utter vain words which caused the disturbance of men's thoughts little by little those who were wont to incite and encourage began without exception to utter violent denunciations in every nook and corner nay in the court itself saying quote, the Barbies say thus and expound in this wise their behaviour is such and their speech so and so such mischief-making and plots caused matters to become misapprehended and furthermore certain schemes got afloat which were regarded as necessary measures of self-protection the expediency of banishing the bobbies came under consideration and all of a sudden an order came and baha'u'llah was removed from Romelia, nor was it known for what purpose or whither they would bear him away diverse accounts were current in men's mouths and many exaggerations were heard to the effect that there was no hope of deliverance now all those persons who were with him with one accord entreated and insisted that they should be permitted to accompany him and however so much the government admonished and forbade them it was fruitless finally one hauji jafar by name was moved to lamentation and with his own hand cut his throat when the government beheld it thus it gave permission to all of them to accompany him conveyed them from adrianople to the seashore and thence transported them to akkal mirza yahya they sent in like manner to famagusta End of section thirteen.